You're listening to What's New with Wired. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. To survive the streets, robocars must learn to think like humans by Eric Adams. Next time you're driving down the road or walking down the street, pause to consider how you read your surroundings, how you pay extra attention to the kid kicking a soccer ball around her front lawn and the slightly wobbly, nervous-looking cyclist, how you deprioritize the woman striding toward the street, knowing she's heading for the group of friends waving to her from the sidewalk. You make these calls by drawing on a lifetime of social and cultural experience, so ingrained you hardly need to think about it. But imagine you're an autonomous car trying to do the same thing, without that accumulated knowledge or the shared humanity that lets you read others' nuanced behavioural cues, Treating every pedestrian, cyclist and vehicle as an obstacle to be avoided might just keep you from hitting anything, but it could also just as easily keep you from getting anywhere. We call it the freezing robot problem, says Anka Dragon, who studies autonomy in UC Berkeley's Electric Engineering and Computer Sciences Department. Anything the car could do is too risky, because there is some worst-case human action that would lead to a collision. Well, expect a thaw. Researchers like Dragon are tackling the challenges of interpreting and predicting human behaviour to make self-driving cars safer and more efficient, but also more assertive. After all, if every machine screeches to a stop for every unpredictable human, we'll soon have millions of terrified robots choking the streets. To prevent the clog, those researchers are leaning on artificial intelligence and the ability to teach driving systems, through modelling and repetitive observation, what behaviours mean what, and how the system should react to them. That begins with recognising that people are not, in fact, obstacles. 
Unlike, say, a tumbleweed moving along the street under the wind's effect, people move because they make decisions, Dragon says. They want to do something, and they act to achieve it. We're first looking into inferring what people want based on the actions they've been taking so far. So their actions are rational when seen from that perspective, and would appear irrational when seen from the perspective of other intentions. Say a driver in the right lane of the freeway accelerates. The computer knows people should slow down as they approach exits and can infer this person is likely to continue straight ahead instead of taking that upcoming off-ramp. It's a basic example that makes the point. Once computers can estimate what humans want and how they might achieve it, they can reasonably predict what they'll do next and react accordingly. The key, even with machine learning, is to look beyond the individual elements of a scene. It's important to make strides there, but it's only seeing part of what's going on in a roadway setting, says Melissa Sefkin, a design anthropologist at Nissan's Silicon Valley R&D Center. We're really good as human beings at recognizing certain kinds of behaviors that look one way to a machine, but in our social lens, it's something else. Imagine you're driving down a city block when you see a man walking toward the curb. The robot driver might calculate his speed and trajectory, determine he's about to cross the street, and stop to avoid hitting him. But you see he's holding car keys and realize he's stepping into the street to reach the driver's side door of his parked car. You'll slow down to be sure, but there's no need to stop traffic. The ways people move through the environment are already culturally and socially encoded, Sefkin says. It's not always people-to-people interactions, but people interacting with things too. Again, that's a simple problem. Sefkin points to what she calls the multi-agent problem, in which pedestrians and other drivers react to everyone around them. If a pedestrian is going to cross in front of me, rather than looking at me, they're just as likely to look out into traffic for a gap. Sefkin says, so now I'm trying to figure out whether or not it's safe to keep going based on what the rest of the traffic is going to do. If it seems the world is now headed for some sort of driver's ed hellscape, don't worry. Teaching AI-based autonomous systems to navigate the eternal weirdness of the human wilderness is tough, Sefkin says, but hardly impossible. In the Netherlands, where cities buzz with pedestrians and cyclists, researchers are doing the work. Dariu Gavrila studies intelligent vehicles at Delft University of Technology. Training computers for challenges ranging from navigating complex intersections with multiple moving hazards to more specific situations such as road debris, traffic police, and things as unusual as someone pushing a cart down the middle of the street. The goal, he says, is to ver- develop a more adaptive driving style for the machines, and thus enhancing social acceptance of the new hardware. That work means factoring in the context around pedestrian traffic, proximity to curbs, the presence of driveways or public building entrances, and the norms of behaviour in these environments. It extends all the way to individual movement, such as a person's head looking in one direction while their torso is pointing in another, and what that might mean. 
Recognizing pedestrian intent can be a lifesaver, Gavrila says. We showed in real vehicle demonstration that an autonomous system can react up to one second faster than a human without introducing false alarms. There are practical limits to what the computers can do, though. This is no minority report, Gavrila says. No one's telling the future. Uncertainty in future pedestrian or cyclist position rapidly increases with the prediction horizon. How many seconds in the future we're trying to model? Basic behavior models already stop being useful after one second. More sophisticated behavior models, he says, might give us up to two seconds of predictability. Still, that second or two of warning might be all a computerized system needs, since it's well within the scope of the human response times. But other autonomy experts think we might be setting our machines up to actually overthink every microsecond of driving. When you're essentially trying to predict the future, that's a massive computational task, and of course, it just produces a probabilistic guess, says Jack Wiest, Intel's chief systems architect for autonomous drive systems. So, rather than throw a supercomputer into every car, we just want to ensure that the car's never going to hit any of those people anyway. It's a much more economically scalable way of doing things, he says. But there's another wrinkle here. The ideal robocar won't just comprehend its surroundings; it will understand how it itself changes the scene. Many robotic systems, Dragon says, come with a built-in flaw. Their makers assume the presence of an autonomous car won't change how other actors move. An autonomous car's actions will influence human actions, whether we like it or not. She says cars need to start accounting for this influence. That's why Dragon and her team have built a system that includes a model of human drivers' responses to the car. Our car is no longer ultra defensive because it knows it can trigger reactions from people too. She says, like other vehicles slowing down when our car merges in front of them. We're also looking at actively estimating human intentions, again by leveraging the autonomous car's actions. In that case, our car might slow down gently to see if the person wants to be let in. That sort of assertiveness training will likely be key to traffic flow in the future. The key to a working robo car may be giving it not just human-like awareness, but a healthy dose of human-like entitlement. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For ninety dollars more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For a hundred and thirty more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just three hundred dollars more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May tenth. See Home Club for details.